Welcome to another episode of Mini Fellowship in Movement Disorders, where we take most challenging concepts in movement disorders and simplify them into easy-to-follow explanations. I'm your host, Danish Bahati, a movement disorder neurologist who loves to teach physicians online, especially in the developing countries. Alright, here's another question, uh, again raised by one of the participants. You mentioned that both PT and OT play important roles in treating Parkinson's disease. Patients usually come to us when they realize that falls happen a lot or dyskinesias heavily affect their lives. Could you please share with us the application or maybe some examples of high-tech products in Parkinson's disease rehabilitation, especially which can help restore their motor functions? Thank you so much. This is a very tough question for me because uh, for one, I am not a rehabilitation expert. I have not worked in PT and OT and uh, my information is limited there. And for second, I'm actually not very up to date on technology innovations that are going on in Parkinson's disease. But let me tell you a few of the ones that I'm familiar with that may give you some ideas, may inspire you, may give you some examples of an approach on how technology is trying to improve Parkinson's disease rehabilitation. So one of the product that is the most polished product that we are using in the United States, it's FDA approved and is uh, doing some trials to go into review by Medicare for, for cost coverage. This device is a variable sensor that patients wear on their wrist. It has a gyroscope that measures acceleration and deceleration, the peak velocity of the hand movements while they're doing different things. Like I'm talking to you, I'm moving my hand and the device will capture any movement, how fast it happened, what was the speed of acceleration, what the speed of deceleration and what was the peak. And then they calculate two different formulas taking into account of these movements, acceleration, deceleration and peak velocity or average velocity these simple information, two different scores. One they call the bradykinesia score or the slowness score and one they call the dyskinesia score. The uh, device is recording every 30 second or last 30 second and it creates a score or creates a number and then it takes the last two minute recording or last four 30 second recording scores and average it out to create a score that is recorded and, and saved. Now, this recording is done every two minutes for 24 seven uh, while patient is awake and they can either take it off or they can keep it on overnight. And then it is done for six days. Now, what the device does is that it plots the scores of those dyskinesia uh, algorithm and bradykinesia algorithm onto a plot that is an arbitrary plot based on the number, whatever number they're getting from the formula, they put it on a graph and then you get this plots of the scores and then it creates um, it uses a formula to do back averaging to smooth out the plot into a graph so it takes all these numbers they're spread out onto the graph and then it smooths it out using a mathematical formula to create kind of a wave of patient's state in um, uh, on that dyskinesia and bradykinesia scale now it it basically plots an average of the six days and then it also plots the maximum diversion away from that average or two standard deviation from that average uh, based on the six days of recording. What they did was that they used the uh, device on normal people, on thousands of normal people, to figure out where 
those normal people are on that score during their time uh, or most of the time or let's say 80% or 90% of the time during the day and they created kind of a like a a graph or a line of where normal people are on average and then they created a spread away from it and what this device does on parkinson's patient is that it gives a snapshot of how are the movements of parkinson's patient different when measured this way compared to a normal people as plotted on the graph so graph is basically a simplification of this complicated mathematical calculation that is going on mathematical calculation is what basically is is pointing out that at any 2 minutes how different patient was as compared to someone else who doesn't have parkinson's disease uh, on the two different formulas one formula they suggest represent the state of dyskinesia in one formula they suggest that represent the state of bradykinesia so you can tell that the patient was bradykinetic before taking the medication patient improved after taking medication and the patient had dyskinesia with with a dose of medication and you can see that on graph and they have done it studies on thousands of parkinson's patient to validate that this correlates with the clinical observation of dyskinesia so that kind of a measurement of a patient's mobility in uh, 24 hours is a very very useful information that we do not have right now so what we do is that patient comes in to see us and we do an assessment of the patient over 15 minutes or 30 minutes on what they look like but patients with parkinson's disease change throughout the day and what you're seeing may not be a representation of their average day and it may not if it is a representation of their average day then you're missing the the extreme when they're very dyskinetic and when they're very very bradykinetic so you not only need to have an average but you also need the extremes and all of that cannot be captured unless you follow the patient 24/7 for uh, for a week and that's basically what the watch is doing so those kind of devices that will do at home monitoring of how patient is doing with his movement with his balance with his speech with his dexterity with his tremor uh, are extremely useful and will be the future of therapy they will give a true picture a true snapshot of how patient's parkinson's disease is being managed right now in contrast to just a in clinic assessment or in lab assessment of the patient so that's one example another example i will give you is that we recently did a study on orthostatic tremor and we partnered with some phd students from china and in a lab at at UNMC and UNO and what we did was that we took a simple iphone and we used the internal iphone's gyroscope and we created an we used an app that was available on the market that will give you an estimate of patient's balance or center of gravity we had the patient wear the app of the phone as a belt put the phone on the their lower back and then use the app to record what happens to the center of gravity when they feel imbalanced and steady they start leaning and things like that similar app and similar devices that measure the balance of patient more accurately and dynamically in the uh, clinic settings will be extremely useful and then also something that they can wear at home so you can do at home balance assessment will be very useful so those kind of devices need to be explored and understand and then i mentioned the tremor devices already we did a study where we use the phone to measure the tremor frequency but of course you can use an apple watch or something like that or a custom device uh, but i think custom devices in the past there used to be a lot of effort to create hardware and then a software for it 
to do the analysis. But I think there is less and less need of developing specific hardware and there is an opportunity to utilize the smart watches that are already there and have a lot of tools in them and use those. So for example, there was a beautiful study done to use smartwatch, I think it was Apple Watch, to look at various aspects of Parkinson's disease and to figure out what's the most reliable marker or the earliest sign of Parkinson's disease. And based on those studies, what we now know is the loss of arm swing as we swing the arm is the earliest sign of Parkinson's disease. The very first thing that motor-wise shows up is the loss of arm swing, but non-motor-wise you can have problems with smell, you can have REM behavior disorder and, and other changes, constipation much earlier, but the first motor sign before tremor, before rigidity, before anything else is a loss of arm swing. Now that is easy to capture if you have a watch on the arm. The only problem is that the arm swing the loss of arm swing may happen on a different arm and the way it can be counteracted will be that the patient or anybody using smartwatch and using that app should be switching hands on which hand they're using the watch and a smartwatch can adjust itself when you're using on left hand or right hand and you can use that kind of a population monitoring to pick up early signs of Parkinson's disease uh, or you can use it for ongoing monitoring patients on watch and create a program where it kind of keeps track of uh, things like freezing, thing, uh, freezing of gait, things like uh, postural instability and fall. Apple Watch can now detect falls and you can use that to do a study on early you know, incidents or onset of falls in patients or under-reporting of falls that Parkinson's patients do and so on and so forth. So those are the few examples that I'm personally familiar with. Uh, there is so much going on in the technology field and technology area and if I uh, sit down and think about it. I can probably come up with some ideas on what will be useful. I know that the important questions that have still not been answered in Parkinson's disease are true monitoring of patient symptom, balance, posture. Uh, when does posture change happen? How can we improve that? There is technology already out there that teaches you, trains you on posture. You can put a small sensor on the back. Anytime you stoop, it gives you a warning and you straighten up. Those kind of devices that are already commercially available can be studied on Parkinson's patient to see if they can improve uh, Parkinson's posture um, specifically and can they be utilized along with the therapy. So you can go and use off the shelf on the market device on posture sensing. Actually, I bought one for myself to see how my posture is. It was horrible, I was getting so many alarms that then I stopped using it. But that kind of device, there are so many on the shelf devices that can be used to address these balance, posture, freezing, sleep problems, soft speech, hypophonia, how soon does that start, picking it up earlier uh, in some ways, and, and home monitoring that I mentioned earlier. So those are some of the ideas um, uh, that I had. Thank you. To learn more about the mini fellowship, visit our website for University of Nebraska Medical Center, Department of Neurological Sciences, where you can be part of the community and ask us questions. You can write to me on mdclinicforyou at gmail.com. It's mdclinic number four u at gmail.com. And follow me on YouTube for longer discussions by searching for Danish Bahati, D-A-N-I-S-H space B-H-A-T-T-I. You can also find me on Twitter at Danish Bahati underscore MD and on LinkedIn.